Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 151, The Whale. Welcome to a beluga-sized episode <laughs> of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeCast. With me as always is Brother Bishki. I'm thinking thin. We got, we got Brother Lucas in the back. Call me Ishmael. And tonight, to take on Aronofsky at all, we got Brother Justin. Woo woo. And and brother Nathan. Oh, I did a faster leading up to this. Oh, man. So, uh, the whale. It's here. We're here. I didn't want to do this movie, Bishki, but you pushed this through. What? You, Your love for Darren Aronofsky shone through, and that's why we're here tonight. What do you have to say for yourself? I mean, the last film Aronofsky released was in 2017. It was called Mother! Exclamation point. (laughs) And it received one of the 22 films to receive an F on CinemaScore. Yes. Okay. And it was was an experience unlike any other. And that's pre-LodgeCast. That's pre-LodgeCast. I mean, it was was like the ultimate LodgeCast movie. The ultimate. Um, it was so crazy. You had to experience it, and and to and experience it in the theater. Was in the wild. theater, yeah, because people were because at home you're you're gonna shut it off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I did. That's what I. As soon as Dom Hall Gleason showed up, I was out. I was like, yeah. peace. It no. dares you to yeah, keep but watching. Mother's it. easy to make fun of, Bish. But what else you got? There? No, but I <laughs> I I have seen every Aronofsky film in theaters, oh, nice. going Ooh. back to 1998's Pie at the Uptown Theater yeah, in Minneapolis. Nice. That's right. I've seen cred. I've seen all the Aronofsky films. I like some better than others. I can't say I'm like a like a big fan, but right. they're always like uh It's event. something to see, like Shyamalan. Cool and my favorite too. one is The Wrestler. And so tonight is kind of similar. It's like bringing back Brandon Frazier out of kind of not retirement, but just sort of seclusion. Seclusion and having him, you know, look rough. My Seed problem rough. is when I see this trailer, I laugh. Not because... What are you giggling at? His weight? I'm not giggling at his weight. I'm giggling at the digital and fat suit tomfoolery that's going on. Mm. And I can't take it seriously. It seems like if they would have made a Tropic Thunder Part 2, this would have been one of the trailers. And and it's called The Whale. Like, everything about it is hilarious. If if you were to tell me 10 years ago that Brendan Fraser was starring in a movie called The Whale in a fat suit and there was awards chatter, (laughs) I would have been like, oh, we hit idiocracy times way sooner than I had anticipated. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the comeback, you can't help but acknowledge with this, too. But it does remind me of The Wrestler as well, which brought Mickey Rourke back, right? But I I second that, Lodgemaster. This movie's trailer is 
is like loaded dice. It's like, it's, what are you trying to like, do to me? What? Here? I just saw like that one minute trailer where he's like, people are so nice. That's the only thing I've seen. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing well, I've seen. New trailer same, today. same. Yeah, yeah I've I avoided did. it. I've avoided it, which a, is good. Too. I've avoided today's trailer. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was a new one. So. That's probably for the best because I need to see this before I make up my mind any further about yeah. what I think it is. I like Black Swan. Uh, yeah, I, I, like Black Swan. I had forgotten about The Wrestler. I did like The Wrestler. You like Noah? <laughs> oh, man. That's another one I was sitting Wayne next to Lodgemaster, and I could tell you he did not like <laughs> no. Noah. You, you saw Noah in the theater? I saw Noah with my yeah. mom in the theater. Uh, yeah. That's folding laundry, that yeah. one. Nick Nolte is a rock. It's all of his, even his mistakes, though, like, say, Fountain, or that doesn't find an audience or whatever. They're interesting. They're all interesting. They really are. Black Swan is, you know, Black Swan is, I like the early career, which was, I thought he could do no wrong, you know, in our college we watch pie mm -hmm. which um i remember in the stores and video stores they had little a little comic book that was that that oh, said wow. hey pie you know so so it like it marketed to what i was into at that time so pie was like a slam dunk and it's an indie wonder i mean it's, yeah. it's a no budget nothing that actually launched his career right it's like a snuff film but right not. but then <laughs> requiem for a dream is is where he got all the money and it's and it's a big showboat of a movie we were you can't so excited it, for that uh, film. you can't watch it twice two thousand cuts in it yeah. oh man yeah. yeah my mom wore a red dress to my high school graduation the summer mm -hmm. of 2000 mm -hmm. so when i saw requiem for a dream in chicago <laughs> high as a kite by myself in the front row i was like Cry my eyes out. I connected oh, some oh, neural pathways movie, for you. Man. It, yeah, is, it is tough landmark. stuff. Yeah. For people that actually in recovery too, it's tough stuff. It's I kind know of a must sure. yeah. for He kind of took that MTV teenagers. generation, like cut, cut, cut from his first two movies and like pushed it to the limit. And I yeah, thought- he called it yeah. hip hop montage. Yeah, I, I thought there's nothing it. more you can do with the medium after this. There's nothing. Are we all rooting for old Brendan? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Big love for him, right? I mean, like yeah. we all had our favorite little comedies with him, but- <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I actually think The Mummy, the first movie with all its flaws, the first Mummy is like a really, it's, a, it's an entertainer. It's a blockbuster. And Sino Man. And Encino Man and, you know, Airheads and stuff. That School Ties is solid. This isn't the first time Brendan's graced the Lodge cast. What was that Ooh, one called? What, what? You, what, do you, what do you think it Bla is? Blast from the Past? No. Monkey Bone? No, we didn't do that. It was no. a Travolta movie. It was called... God damn it. What was Travolta that? and Morgan Freeman in The Poison, Poison Road. Oh, Rose. damn, yeah. that's right. That's way later, though. I might have slept that's through that way one. fucking later. And that's a, rough, that's a rough time. So hopefully this pulls him out of that... <laughs> Of that Travolta pit. Oh, if there are any poison roses in this, he's going to eat them. <laughs> yes. He needs to be wearing the poison rose. I mean, let's just go in there and see what we're dealing with, guys. Okay. Who's going to get the Bavarian legend? <laughs> Pig like the I, fuck out. Like while I said, the I wanted to like going. fast before this. Yes. Just because I, just, you don't want to go, you want to go in there lean. You want to go in there tough. And <laughs> yeah. you commented that to me, Justin, you're like, look meaner or tough. You know, you got you to go lean, you know? Yes. The oxygen diet, yeah, right? No, just for a little while. No. No one was asking to go to the uh, yard house before. No, we'll go. We'll, we'll get an AMC house salad. I'm sure there's yeah. one like getting moldy in the back. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's go whale hunting. Love and light, y'all. Darshi blows. Right. Woke up this morning, kind of blue, thinking through that age-old question: how to exit a whale's digestion. It might behoove me to be he. Head out like a human comet Hmm, I wonder what rhymes with comet I'm sleeping with fishes here In the belly of the whale I'm highly nutritious here In the belly of the whale I'm ready to reappear I don't want a bellyache 
pardon the pun, but that shit was heavy, y'all. Oh. <laughs> we are back. Quoting the film. I'm the sorry. Time. We're back from the whale, y'all. I'm sorry. We have I'm a sorry. Lo- we have a lot to discuss. <sighs> but before we do so. Rotten Tomatoes, a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity, attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption, period. There it is. That's it. Beluga, beluga, beluga. I did not know that was the log line. <laughs> I had no clue either. I, I only knew what that first teaser showed us, which was nothing. That's all yeah. I knew as well. And I I was talking a big game, saying it was funny looking and saying I was laughing. <laughs> and let me tell you. It smacks it right off, smacks the smile right off your face in that opening scene. Right off my face. Right. Not the first shot establishes that we are in a four-three aspect ratio, which I was jarring. It's always jarring, isn't it? I was still crossing my shoulders, saying, "I don't know about this movie." And then the second shot is a zoom teaching scenario with all these students faces Brady Bunch style all over the screen and then in the center the instructor screen is black and that square zooms into the smaller square and I was in I was like okay all right all right all right you got me you got me Aronofsky I'm with you now I'm I'm gonna let you do this it is a strange move to make your movie for three when your main character is three times as wide as right. he normally is. <laughs> right. That's true. But I thought it added to the claustrophobia. We are in one room, people. We're in his, yeah, we're in this his This is a play, which I suspected, like, a are quarter gonna, of the way through. Are we going to get to the third shot? What's the, th- oh, oh, shit. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's what I was referencing. I forgot about the Zoom. No, I forgot about, I kind of forgot about anything Outside the immediate... The third shot is the Salad Dragon. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, man, is it? <laughs> yes! yes! Come yeah. on, come on. I mean, it's oh, the vibe yeah. of the whole movie. It's brutal. It's, it's a brutal it's, salad dragon. It's a jarring. Brutal punch to the gut. It's real. Jaw-dropping. It's we, a sad dragon. It's a sad... It's gritty. It's a sad dragon. We're zooming into the darkness of this deactivated webcam. We haven't seen him. And then, boom, we see him jacking off hard to some gay porn on his laptop. Just like, like jackhammering it. Yeah, like House of Gucci style. Yes. That's but, the slap that LT is referring to. But solo. Oh, solo God. Gucci. And that just like, any <laughs> sort of romantic, gauzy representation of this character is, he wants it gone right away. I mean, what were you guys thinking while old Brendan was going to town? Like, my jaw was like, just. I was like, what the hell are we getting into? Yeah, I like, stopped eating my popcorn I, at that moment. I was, I was monitoring like, <laughs> Lucas's popcorn consumption. And my face stayed that way for quite a while. I was yeah. just like, what the hell am I looking like? My stomach. Just, <laughs> it was just bad vibe central. And it continued for most of the film. Yeah, I yeah. I mean. I'd say the first 30 minutes, Aronofsky is showing the realities of what an obese person has to go through to live day to day. 
Yeah. And there was a lot of crazy shit for us to get acclimated to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not used to seeing this. I think it's all that stuff is shocking at first, you know, his body and and they they show how he just has trouble just laying in bed. Just moving anywhere. But but you kind of get used to it, you know. I mean, after a while, you just kind of get pummeled with, man, he looks, you know, he's in that gooey center there. He's the center of the whole thing. Yeah. It took me about a solid half hour to stop thinking about the Simpsons where Homer puts on a ton of weight so he can work from home. (laughs) Yes. I just couldn't help it. Like, I wasn't even trying to amuse myself or anything. The fingers you're using to dial are too fat. There was just too many parallels. Yeah. Well, I think that gets to a problem. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Aronofsky, I forgot. He has no sense of humor. He's never had any sense of humor. (laughs) You didn't think there was any humor in this? I think he's trying to be funny. I think he's trying to be funny. a few... A few points. Hong Chow. Hong Chow's back. She's great. She's no nonsense. She's great. She's no nonsense. Some 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 laughs in the theater from some of her zingers. But in general, like, I think because we're dealing with a t- topic that's so touchy for so many people. Sure. And nowadays with sort of body positivity and everything, like, Aronofsky's got to touch this with, you know, he's he's in there with you know, like gloves, like he's, he's in there with jack off gloves in the third <laughs> shot is where he is. That's true. That's true. That but is he, true. But then, but if you don't bring like Brendan Fraser's humor to the role, like you that don't he, think any of that was there. I mean a little, but there was not much last in the theater. Like, I mean, I mean, the man is dying. I mean, the man not, is dying. No, I know, but it's like, that's where it just gets so heavy and it's just, it is heavy. Oh. Every scene is the audition scene. Every scene yeah. is crazy because they, they break it up into a week. And at the beginning, you realize that his blood pressure is psycho levels. <laughs> Sky high. It's 9-11. <laughs> Call 9-11. And yeah. he doesn't want to go to the, the hospital. So he knows he's going to die. So, I mean, you can't. There's not a lot of humor there. What Brendan does bring to it, I think, is... Like, despite the fat suit encompassing him, you can see, I mean, he's acting his ass off. Like, yeah. the humanity is huge there. Give him the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Okay. There's yes, nobody. Nobody. Beat him. Yeah. Nobody. No chance. Mm-hmm. You put on that much weight with that suit and the effects or whatever, and you put on that performance, like, Who's going to touch him? Who Like, yeah. No one. No one. Can we all agree? Him, him and I, Kate Blanchett are going to be well, dancing the together. The only thing I can think of, and, and I personally don't agree with this because I think a fat suit is the only way you can do this. That's going to cost it, right? Like, don't, aren't people preemptively getting their panties in a bunch about a fat suit in 2022? Well, and then that brings us to... The notion of, and we don't have to completely get into this, but like, <laughs> it's the question of like, can anybody play anybody? You know? Yeah, and I think they're getting prop. They're having problems with it, the fact that he's heterosexual, play homosexual, and, you know, and that you know, that's a whole. I don't know. I just, but I, I mean, he leaves his child. I mean, there, there's tough material there. Is where what you dig. Meaning, you know, if you're a director, cast who you want to work with. Like, oh, that's it. It's like Boogie Nights. Wear what you dig. Right, right. So cast who you want to direct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think I think if we go if we go too far down that path, it's like we're going to box ourselves into a corner as an art form if you can only play exactly what you are. Yeah, Yeah, it's the the notion is ludicrous. I mean, it it 
oh, flies yeah. in the face of what acting is to say that no one can pretend to be someone else. And I think it's it's all going to even out. But right now, in this white hot moment of whatever the fuck the world is, it's an issue. So I think he is going to run into that. But I don't. I think this performance will bulldoze through any yeah any sort of yeah. pushback. I'm, yeah. I'm voting mm-hmm. for him on my Oscar ballot for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus for sure. Christ, for that sure. was. It, that was acting. I think. I think. I mean, his performance is one thing, and it is the center center of the film, and it really tracks pretty well because he he's very soulful. You know, he's coming very through that makeup despite dog, all puppy. that stuff. But he's saying real positive stuff. You know that we all got to hear. But what what wasn't tracking is the other everything that's around it. The, the, yeah, let's the talk daughter, about the other shit. The daughter and the missionary boy oh, are not great actors. Real clunky, <laughs> dude. The the missionary boy looks like the Brahms boy or Brahms the boy too or <laughs> the whatever. boy. Yeah, I thought it was the almost famous kid. Like I I, I, I was uh, trying to Patrick place him. Fugit? I yeah, thought he had Fugit. a face tattoo, like a teardrop, like he murdered someone in prison. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Am I at? You know what? That's because the whole film is so reserved and like calculated that that's one of the pros i'll give it is is it's very like you said it's one location it feels like the palette was reduced down to grays and blues like mm-hmm. almost all the actors that you know either blue eyes or his assistant is kind of the standout uh but and and, and the four three you know where he's going down the hallways that that format he feels like this like oafish you know yeah and but, it, but looks, it also feels it looks great like play you know libatique is always shoots his films and so they always look great it was like high green. Um, but we are dealing with like but, five characters but this only. Is a, this is obviously a play. Like, yes. Yeah. Very obviously. Pain, painfully so. Painfully yeah. so at, at many times, yeah. I mean. Especially when yeah. they're yelling and screaming at each other. You're like, oh, I'm not in the back row. I'm in the uh, prime cinema. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things. The prime cinema is Which great, means it's big and loud, which means you don't have to be big in the prime. But it's like, it is, it is going for operatic status in places with the music and just how heightened the emotions get. I'm glad we saw it big and loud, but I do agree. It's like when it is just a straight character drama and there is no plot other than will this man reconnect with some sort of humanity and reconnect with his daughter before he dies. If that's literally the only thing we got going, you know, two hours is pushing it. Yeah, I, I perked up a little because that's what I felt, too. And I thought uh, like I perked up when all of a sudden it felt like a backdoor philosophy movie where it was going to have Brendan Fraser like break down Christianity. And I was right. like, holy shit. Like, I know <laughs> yeah, Aronofsky is like really, all really all that know, new life sm- stuff smart and like connected to, you know, Judaism. And like, he's, he's just a very, you know, intellectual thinking guy. So like, is he going to just school all of us? Like we thought we were coming for I thought that was in a fat too. suit, but all of a sudden it's going to turn the tables and we're going to be debating the existence of God or something, but it didn't really go there either. <laughs> no, it did not. But for a second I was like, Oh boy, where's this going? Yeah. yeah. Obviously Darren Aronofsky is interested in that. And it must be in the source material. It must be um, this missionary boy fake out. <laughs> There's a um, there's a salad crouton without any salad anywhere near the scene. Salad crouton. This is where he's hitting a low point, and he concocts a pizza that I I mean my jaw was on the floor during during the pizza scarf down. Oh, because yeah. I couldn't look at it. You didn't look. look. He goes. I he, mean, I saw the ranch. He goes to the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't take it as mm. ranch. 
but it probably was ranch. I think it was ranch. Now that I think about it, it he was ranch. Digging into but the he 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 slaps he slaps some turkey on the pizza, and mayonnaise had been mentioned earlier, so I thought he was dumping mayo on it. Ranch still crazy, <laughs> dumps it on, folds it, scarfs it, goes over, makes a barbecued potato chip sandwich. Oh my stomach! Dipped in. Jelly? Grape jelly, Oof. and then he just projectile vomits into oh, the wastebasket. Yeah. I, I had to look away. I, I mean, he was like stacking pizza slices, like two on top of each and other. And the sound design when he does eat is is great because it's like we go from the menu where it's like, hmm, this is making me hungry. Don't eat, but taste. To this where it's like gorge as fast as you can, like your life depended on like it. It's like gremlins eating the chicken drumsticks. It's like It's <laughs> ravenous. Yeah. It is insatiable and it is yeah, disturbing. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to play, you know, to an audience. Like, Skokie? Well, Peoria? They're, they're not going to see this. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, who's it, who's it for? You know, who's this movie for, really? Sh- I'm kind of shocked by the audience score Oh shit! Which Which on Wait, we, we can't we okay, can't okay, we can't okay. talk about that yet because okay, okay, I might okay. paint. But we will. Yeah. Let's circle back to that. Yeah. But it did that 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 gorging scene reminded me of leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Where it gets there. It gets you know, there. there's another guy who's trying to use a vice to kill yes. himself because Very of sadness. But man, so much more fun to be had with booze. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to pick one. Well, oh, they leave yeah. the apartment. Too, yeah. You know, in that one. No, this, yeah. this makes leaving Las Vegas seem like I, a ride. The, the hangover. Yeah, I, I was kind of yeah. surprised when the movie pulled back and we realized that Brendan Fraser's on the second floor of an apartment building yeah. or something, or condo yeah. building. And I was like, what the fuck? There. I thought this was like a farmhouse or something. Yeah, and I, I thought it was by the beach. And I, so I was waiting for the crane to like, you know, where they'd have to cut like a wall out to like get him out of there, you know, in a lift or something. But that scene never came. Yeah. And I was praying for flashbacks into his life, like just to get us out of there. Like you, they yeah. wouldn't even show you a close up mm-hmm. of the photo of his before self. I, know, was, it was, hey, it was so I was happy big. about that, though, because it was photoshop bad photoshop and you yeah. can't don't go that close please <laughs> like yeah, that's kept, about where you should they kept a respectful away, yeah. distance from the shady photoshop i liked how because we're trapped in this one location it's raining almost the entire time so it's almost like in a video game where you can only go to a certain point and then you can't go any further and it'll be like fog or rain or something yeah yeah, the section isn't unlocked yet so that's what it felt like to me it's like you're just enveloped by this small circle of space that you can live in are you trying to retcon this to be part of the silent hill universe yes (laughs) this is silent hill (laughs) what an rpg but it was actually technically a period piece with i think the 2016 2016 right and i thought maybe that's why there was all that rain is because aronofsky was like well at that time in idaho at this part of town there was was rain on this yeah stage, what so. was the point of making it 2016 with know. all this like a metaphor uh, republican like primaries going on on the tv uh, just, just on the just tube a, on the tube tv mother, just, mother yeah. had major 2016 vibes so he's kind of obsessed with that year maybe that's his year there <laughs> might there, i don't know if makes. you guys noticed this there might have been a flub with that too because he googles something and it auto filled 2020 as oh. it does sometime with the year Ooh. i didn't see that that's a goof 
Could have been a goof, potential goof <laughs> listener. Did submit it to IMDb. Aronofsky goof. goof. Some of you, some of you sleuths out there, look for that goof. BP two thirty over one sixty. Well, I'm anxious to find out the audience score. So let's get to them whale bones. All right, who to, who to set the table? Let's see. Uh, Brother Nathan, I feel like uh, you're going to give beluga, a nice beluga, beluga. nice balanced Well, I was outlook. with it for a little while. I mean, I, I like how he, I like how Aronofsky drills down into a subject and, and, and tries to almost remove everything away from it. You know, like there was, this was, this was a very minimal everything. Yes. Minimal dialogue, minimal set locations. I just, oh, I wanted, I wanted it to be more impactful. I think the the additional characters of the daughter who comes who is this girl from Stranger Things? Is yeah. she from Stranger oh, Things? Yeah. She's from it, maybe? Sadie Sink or something? Yeah. Um, or both. I don't know. And the missionary boy. That that whole thing just didn't track at all. Like how how she even had him come back to the apartment and then she's taking pictures of him. It was just yeah, so she, awkward. Her character was really weird. They do a scene where they, they close a door and they can't speak to each other and they lean both back on the door and like that scene just didn't work. Yeah. Uh and, and and that's a shame because Brendan Fraser's performance is like really strong. He's in there. Yeah. He he does transcend this not Rick Baker fat suit, I guess. Uh he does a pretty good job. because uh, he's so soulful. Yeah. Um and I think I think that's what people are gonna respond to when they see this film. And that's that's pretty much what I, the takeaway for me. But almost everything else just didn't attract didn't didn't track emotionally for me. It just didn't didn't give me that wallop. Yeah. So I'm a little I'm a left kind of disappointed. I also thought the ending with the very ending, which we didn't talk about, was very pretentious in a way that just <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're not on the track, mm-hmm. that's gonna be funny. <laughs> I, no, uh, yeah, I, it is. It's, I, it's, uh, it's I a laughed. Crouton, I did laugh. I heard a laugh. I thought that might have been you. And and I'm still trying to piece together his uh, the whale metaphor. You know, him himself. You know, the yeah. bearing that. I think I think the whale that he was going after is that thing that he could never forgive himself. You know, there's that there's that layer. But also, he's the whale himself. You know, yeah. so it's a little confusing. There's like too many whale possibilities. Like I thought it was going to be. I thought that all oh, the Herman Melville, the whole that, that edition was going to wrap up nicely. But it I didn't, didn't know Herman Melville had anything to do with this movie. And I just was joking at the top of the show when I said Ishmael, and then the whole fucking movie was that book. And I was <laughs> Hell like, yeah! Damn! Hell uh, yeah! Technically, I it was, myself. You know, technically, it was brilliant. You know, great cinematography. Uh, there's there's a lot. The four three kind of did add to that. You know that claustrophobia. And that just kind of icky feeling. I mean, but it's an icky feeling. So I'm, I'm, I'm balancing here. I feel like I mm-hmm. need to, I, th- I need to let it sit just a little bit. But at this point, I can definitely give it a pretty strong two and a half bones. Two and a half. That's right where I'm at. That sounded like a two and a half bone review. Which, which uh, it's so surprising that it's not. You know, this might be the the one that gets these Oscar buzz and best picture buzz. And mm. it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if it's quite the tool that they want it to be. So. Anyway, two and a half bones for me. Two and a half from Nathan. Brother Justin. Uh, in answer to your question, listener, I'm here because everyone else was unavailable <laughs> and I can walk to the theater. So if you were confused. Justin is smack dab in the middle of a prestige picture. Uh, yeah, yes, I was yes. kind of surprised. Yeah. yeah, how come Brother Zach's no. not here? Yeah, well, Justin's welcome. Come on, man. Of course. <laughs> you know. Give us another. Give us I another. Went, I went to a preview this. screening of The Wrestler with Brother Zach. Oh, wow. Right. And nice. Aronofsky spoke and it was one of the best cinematic experiences I've had. It was, Boom. 
Boom. Oh, wow. Great. It's good. Yeah. What theater yeah. was that? Uh, LACMA? Oh, nice. Ooh, nice. The, old, the old theater. I remember that one. Yeah. So anyway. Beauty. Uh, I'd like to quote a Hulu show, This Fool. Yes. And the quote is, it was sad. And that's how I knew it was good. (laughs) (laughs) And so my issue with this is I've had for 10 years going into it, which is, you know, I want to put this out there because I want an answer. I've been asking this over and over and over again. Yeah. I want to know why sadness and misery are so overvalued by film critics and film snobs of any emotion sadness is greatly rewarded when every other facet of humanity is ignored mm. Mm. and i want to know why why is that do you think it's kind why of is po- something being super sad ultimately give wide swaths of film going audiences the impression that it must be great and it's this century very much, I think, that that phenomena has taken over the Oscar gold. Yeah, once in a while, some sweeping epic will will get all the awards, you know, just to balance things out. But maybe because it makes like <coughs> water come out of your eyes and it's like a, a, a functional thing that happens and they're like, holy shit, this, these flickering lights made me do that. Yeah. I was crying, so it was good, but that other movie made me laugh, so that's dumb. Because <laughs> dumb people laugh, and smart people are bummed out. This is why it's great to have you here, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're I, ever so going to get the answer to that. No, I, no one will ever sufficiently answer that to me. But, I mean, I was genuinely moved by his performance. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the fat suit was fucking great. Flawless. It looked great. He moved amazing. I in take it. back all my criticism. Looks soft. Well, I and... think, uh, we'll have an in-depth technical discussion off the air. I think I know why you perceived it as digital. Mm. I think it's because, uh, in artsy movies, they add film grain even mm. if it's shot digitally, yeah, I, I was I was so reacting I to because there's so much more skin to see for from him, and it is moving around a little bit. So maybe it is the grain. It's the added <laughs> grain because your brain is interpreting that as compositing, yes, trying to hide an effect. Okay, because that's what we used that's to do. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, we so had, we had that discussion on the air. It Look wasn't at digital. It was you know it's, it's it was full. All, yeah, no, it's just a this prosthetic. No, yeah. So the fat suit gets one bone. Boom. Fraser gets one bone. Boom. Everything else gets no bones. Oh shit! <laughs> this is two bones. <laughs> two bones from mm. Justin. Prestige. Hard Ooh. one. Two bones. <sighs> Let's go to Brother Bishke. He's got a little storm cloud. He needs to work out here. <laughs> yeah, my stomach's my stomach's recovering. Um, <laughs> there I, were no Bavarian legends consumed during this. During well, this film. <laughs> we saw a film earlier this year called Gaspar Noé's Vortex. Yeah, we did, which was horribly bad vibes, Oof. and was also set in basically an apartment. Oof, yeah, and we watched 
two elderly people die, one with dementia. And that was two, four, three screens right next to each other. Yes. <laughs> Through the whole thing. Split yes, screen. it was a split screen movie. Mm. Oh, that sounds miserable. Double, double your pleasure, it's double your super fun. super miserable. So you put that on a double bill with uh, <laughs> The Whale, and you're going to have a tough time getting out of bed tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> emotionally. Emotionally. Not yeah. Emotionally, not yeah, not physically. Yeah, this one is real bad vibes. I couldn't quite get over it. I... I really respect the performance of Brendan. There you go. And you go. and uh, Hung Hung Chow. Chow. Hung Chow. Um, I thought she was. There. I thought they were very real. I thought yeah. the kids were were. God, they were weird performances. What about the ex-wife? Samantha Morton pops in. <laughs> She's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was, was kind of hard to watch. Honestly, that, that was bad vibes. Yeah, and, and, and it really felt like uh, a th it dinner really, theater. It really did. Uh, dinner theater. That's yeah. when it was faith. That's theater. when it felt like <laughs> the most, the most like a play, and, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. could feel, you could feel the play, and yeah. there were bad subplots in the play that should have not been there, and <laughs> so I'm not real high on the script. I think the direction's fine. Um, mm. But it's not. I mean, so I'll give the, I'll give the bone to um, to Brandon and, and just one and Hung Chow, and then I'll give a half a bone for showing me something I've never seen before, which is the whole thing. <laughs> I can't believe I watched the whole thing. Every movie. I mean, this movie showed know. itself to me, and no. I hadn't seen it before. No, but but. <laughs> But this is like, you know, you're dealing with, when you're dealing with a severe obese person, like there's never been any, no. fi anything like this. And so and wait, so Brandon and Hong Chow are sharing a bone? They're going to share a bone. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And not, I, it doesn't sound right. No, I know. He's a trickster, I guys. He's fucked he's up. A trickster. I'm a trickster. I kind of apologize that this might have not been the best Lodge cast. It's but this is but, on you. But <laughs> so I, I don't <laughs> this know. This your idea. But um, you did this. But you never <laughs> know what you're getting dragon. into when you when you see. Brendan Fraser in that suit. Like, you just don't. And Aronofsky, you don't know what you're getting into. So, audience score here on Wait, No, you know, you don't get to say oh, oh, yet. Okay, okay. After everybody bones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't wait. Okay. I, I'm bursting at the seams. Okay. <laughs> How many Brendan Fraser? That's all I have. One and a half. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It hurt. It hurt me. One and a half from Brother Bishop. It hurt me. Take a drink every time Brendan Fraser apologizes. Yes, that's why that's why I keep saying I'm sorry, because that's a running thing. I hope that this movie starts a trend, which is for your Oscar bait movie, you have a scene where someone's literally masturbating early in the movie. Oscar baiting. Oscar baiting. Oscar baiting. Oscar baiting. Can't talk. Oscar baiting. All right. This one has like a topper, man. This is all over the place. You heard it here first, folks. Hashtag Oscar baiting. So, Brother Lucas, you, when you would go back to your popcorn after like a binging session didn't on taste, screen. Didn't taste as good. It was, I was self-conscious. I was aware I, of the popcorn I was, I was like, putting in my mouth. How are you going back to the popcorn right after that? But I, I That was my dinner. I had to eat I it. Applaud I, I, I got Junior Mints too and I stopped eating them halfway yeah, through. Yeah, I had a bag of Snickers. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> It just, just felt wrong. When he started opening the candy drawer and just oh, eating the candy oh, that, bars. That's, that's when it was. He started deep throating like a Three Musketeers, <laughs> and that's when <laughs> Lucas started digging back into his popcorn. I'm like, can interesting, interesting. I was going to offer Junior Mints. I, I couldn't finish my drink either. I drank like maybe a, like a third of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I threw it out. You know, it right. heavy, felt good to throw heavy out. Heavy toss. Give us your bones, Lucas. My bones. Something tells me you're going to be a little more love and light than Stormy Bishki over here. 
but you I know, don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I can see where Brother Bishki's coming from because the movie is kind of one note, right? It doesn't really go anywhere emotionally or physically. It's just like if you've seen five minutes of it, you've seen fifty minutes of it. Interesting. Um, it's one note, and that note is being played on a tuba. Yeah, <laughs> and that note is two meatball subs with extra cheese. You talk, give me two. Give me two. Utah. Give me two. And he like chokes up a chunk and oh. she has to do like the Heimlich on That him. was like the wrestler. Oh. She did like a wrestler yeah. move on him. I couldn't look at that either. I, and then when so she like rough. picked up the food, even That's like the, the spit out here. piece at the end, and she's like, here, it's still good. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh, God. she's bringing him these meatball grinders. She's bringing him all this terrible food, which yeah. she could have snuck she, in some. She's, she's enabling him. <laughs> she's enabling him. We find out later why. But yeah, Aronofsky, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> I always thought he was a much better director than a writer. And mm -hmm. he co-wrote a lot of his scripts with Ari Handel, his writing partner. And I thought he wrote this. I thought I honestly went into this movie thinking it was an original spec for right. some reason. I did not know this was a play. I just figured it out in real time. And it's odd that he didn't write The Whale because it is so derivative of The Wrestler. Yeah, the daughter. And The Fountain, husband. in a way, with like some sure. of its themes in that last shot especially. Yeah. Which I guess is like a little homage to himself. Love um, it. But, <laughs> Going up his own ass. Yeah, but I I was feeling Brother Bishki like in some of the scenes like with Samantha Morton or when like the daughter is like, you know, oh, uh, forcing the kid. She's like trying to entrap him where he like comes over and she like drags him inside and is like, here, we're going to smoke weed now. And we're going to talk. And yeah, she's what like, what the fuck? I'm All that like, stuff is so obnoxious. Uh, not uh, I'm just not into this. Yeah. Uh, subplotter. B story or whatever. Um, How many bones? So yeah, the, the the surprising thing is is yeah, Brendan Fraser brings it. He's got a lot of gravitas, and he's he's definitely working through his demons like on screen, which is always like amazing. Um, but that being said, though, what's odd is like at the very end when. You know, I thought his his dead lover wrote the essay, but of course it's his daughter. How come right. I didn't think of that? Right. Um, you're supposed to be crying, I think, or you're supposed to be feeling sad. But at that point, I just, yeah, I wasn't, I'd already been kind of like over it for a while. Um, so I'll give it one bone <laughs> for uh, the idea of an obese recluse trying to redeem himself and one bone for Frazier. But I'm with Brother Justin on this. This That's is two bones. two. Utah, give me two. Utah. Give me two. <laughs> All right. We got a high bone of two and a half, low bone of one and a half. Bishki, you brought me here, but I'm going to I'm gonna double your bones. Whoa. I mean, Ooh. Brendan is amazing in this. He's transcendent. And for me, that he was the planet that everything else, good or bad, was orbiting around. And these moments of, you know, where he's choking and she has to do a flying wrestler move <laughs> off the turnbuckle to jump and make him <laughs> cough it up. And his binging and his crying and just, the, just this catharsis orama. I was there for it. I was there for the look. I was there for the aspect ratio. I was agreeing with Brother Nathan the most. I'm kind of at two and a half, but I got to give this a Brother Ben whale bump up to three. Ooh. It's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. Pick that bone. I enjoyed it. And I thought the ending, uh, you know, I was with it. When, when he got up off of that couch, I, you know, my eyes got a little wet. 
they got a little wet <laughs> and I heard that little chuckle come down from down the line. And I'm like, I know this isn't working for everybody, but it's working for me. So I got to give credit. And Brendan Fraser is a lock. He's a lock for best actor. He's got to be. You heard it here first, folks. He does it all, man. So now what do we think? <laughs> what do we think of the audience? This is Rotten Tomatoes audience? Yeah. 100%. Oh. It's going to be 100%. Bishki's got to be shocked that it's if high. It's, it's if 100%. Yeah. If, yeah, uh, if, if Bishki's bringing it up, There's never anything higher. 100%, but it is... Love and Light for Brendan Fraser, I think, and it is 95%. What? How many reviews? Oh, well, th these are, 14 these are on, their, <laughs> on their ratings. How many quote-unquote real people? Oh, oh, fewer than 50. Okay. <laughs> there you seen go. It. Nobody's no, seen it. Nobody's man. seen it yet. No, okay. it's, tar it's target audience can't leave the house. Oh. So. But then, what's uh, the what, do you think, what do you think critics are? Oof, uh, it's up cr high critics, too. critics are like 85. 84. I'm like I'm 87. 85. 87. 68. What? Oh. Okay. Critics Damn. are coming down. I think, I think there's coming... There's kind of a backlash that this is somehow like fat phobic or something. Like I, I don't fat know. Shaming. Well, when fat shaming, yeah. when this weird episode finally drops, <laughs> I'll do an omniscient editorial note and tell you how those ratings have changed. Yeah. <laughs> omniscient editorial note. One month later, the tomato meter has dropped to 66%, and the audience score has dropped to 90%. I think it's going to be an interesting award season for this film. Like, I mean, the whole award season is going to be cringe as hell. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got Golden Globes, like, yeah. on air again. Like, the they're back. They're on NBC again. But I thought Tom Cruise gave all his Globes back to them or something. No, they, they didn't nominate them. Like, this... this it's going to be so cringe. Like I love it. Well, I think Brendan Fraser accused like the yeah. HFPA guy of yeah, like he's, groping. Yeah. Brendan, Brendan said he's not going to the Golden Globes because right. of that. Because right. the, guy, the so guy's this, still there. Yeah, they didn't kick him out. He's still alive. God, dude, that's oh ugly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've had some personal experience with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association okay. like almost 10 years ago now, but they are the... Oldest, creepiest, syncophant, <laughs> star fucker, yeah. scumbags you've ever That's had the what they're famous for. They're fa of, of all they want to do is have dinner with these guys. Yeah. So they literally, literally created it. They just clamor for set visits. And if you let them come to your set, they're going to nominate you. So, like, why are they allowed to come back? I don't understand. We'll, we'll find out. We're going to find out on NBC this January. <laughs> we'll uh, cover it all on Brother Bishki Presents <laughs> the top 10 the Oscar special and Oscar extravaganza. All right, y'all. We, we oh, fucking boy. rode the whale tonight, boys. Thank you, Justin, for coming to this prestigious <laughs> Justin event, man. And thank you, Nate, for oh yeah, giving giving as many bones as you possibly could for this. Yeah, we did it, y'all. Finger looking good, loving. <laughs> Who's up for a pizza? Yeah, loving pizza, y'all. Yeah, loving life. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
some of you sleuths out there, look for that goof. <laughs>